Jesus House in Pursuit of God Discovering Purpose Maximizing Potential Impacting Lives This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London God bless you your indulgence ladies and gentlemen to remain standing because we have the distinct honor and privilege to have with us today for our services someone who's easily one of the generals of the faith a prophet of God an apostle of God who has been ministering as we heard for the last 43 years to the saints of, of God and over the last three days, he's been the main speaker at the prophetic conference that was hosted by Prophet Francine Norman here um, in, in Jesus' house. Awesome three days where God spoke to his pe people very audibly and visibly. And we're just grateful to have him with us here in Jesus' house. He's the overseer of the Crusaders ministry um, in Chicago, in America. But most of us will know him for all the books that he's written that has changed lives, countless lives over the years. The prayers that rout demons, prayers that break curses, that God still speaks and I can go on and on. But ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Jesus House, Apostle John Urquhart. Thank you so much. Amen. Father, we thank you for this time that we have to gather together, fellowship one with another, worship you, pray, hear your voice, hear your word. And Lord, I ask that you would bless us. I pray that you would anoint me to speak clearly, to speak with wisdom, grace, and revelation, to speak as your oracle. Let your word be in my mouth. Let the ears of the people be open and their hearts be open to receive what you speak to us today. Lord, you said man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of your mouth. Lord, speak to us today. Let the word in your mouth come into our ears and let us walk in that which you speak and bless us and increase us and do a new thing in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Put those hands together and thank the Lord today. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, thank you so much again uh, for the opportunity to come and share here at Jesus' house. Um, I, have, I have spoken at Jesus House in Chicago, but when I spoke there, I didn't realize there were Jesus Houses in different places. So when I came here, um, I asked um, uh, Pastor Shola, is the Jesus House in Chicago? Do you know that Jesus House? And he said, yes, I do. And told me about the works that are in different parts of America. 
And so I'm honored to be here in London. Haven't been in London in many years, uh, but you've been so gracious to me during the conference. And of course, uh, Dr. Francina, Apostle Francina now, uh, we ordained her um, last night as an apostle. And um, it was, it was a, a, a phenomenal, a phenomenal time. You know, in the 1990s, about 30 years ago, um, the Lord visited our church uh, in a very special way. Uh, we'd come out of the Pentecostal movement, into the Word of Faith movement, into the Deliverance movement. But then in, and then in 1989, uh, the Spirit of God visited us in the prophetic, and it really changed our church. And we were used to having different gatherings, evangelistic gatherings, teaching gatherings, prayer gatherings, worship gatherings, healing gatherings, deliverance gatherings. But we never had a prophetic gathering. We didn't even know that you could have a prophetic gathering. And so I, I got a hold of a book called Prophetic Gatherings in the Local Church. I believe it's out of print now. Uh, and that book really opened me up to bringing prophetic teams and different prophets together, prophetic worship for a prophetic gathering that was, was zero, zeroing in on the prophetic. So we began to have them in the 1990s, and it, it shifted our whole church. It was amazing as we gathered together and worshiped and had the prophets speak, brought in different prophets. We ministered together in teams that something very supernatural happened in our church because of the power of the prophetic. And since that time, we've been having different prophetic gatherings around the world. And um, this week we had one where we brought a prophetic team together with uh, Dr. Francina. Um, and it was just a powerful, powerful time in which lives were changed and shifted because of the power uh, of the prophetic. So I do want to thank um, Pastor Agu, and um, I, I, I found out that there are two Sholas. Is that correct? Okay. And of course, I had a chance to minister uh, to uh, the pastor's wife and share with her the word of the Lord. I had a chance to meet uh, Pastor Agu for the first time uh, when I arrived. Uh, so gracious and so hospitable. Um, and of course, you, Pastor Shola, thank you for your your work. He's an excellent timekeeper. He made sure that we stayed on time, even though in the prophetic, um, sometimes it's hard for prophets to stay within time. So I have 34 minutes and 36 seconds uh, to speak what I need to speak. And I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Um, I was in a church years ago and I was invited to this church to preach and the pastor did not know me because his members put pressure on him to invite me to the church. So when I arrived at the church, I was sitting uh, on the podium with him. He leaned over and told me, he said, you know, uh, we've studied the subject of preaching. And we found out that most the most effective sermons are about 12 minutes long. And I'm wondering, why are you telling me this? just before I get up to preach. 
So he said, I'm going to give you 15 minutes. I guess he was going to give me three extra minutes. And I said, how can I, uh, I'm, I'm a prophetic minister. How can I do uh, what I need to do in 12 minutes? Uh, I just could not believe it. So I got up and began to preach and the anointing fell in the building. Um, and then he told me to keep going. But by that time, I was so upset with him until I said, no, I'm not going to keep going. I'm going to give you your mic back after 12 minutes because you, you reached over and told me, a guest speaker, that I had 12 minutes to minister. And I, I just, I just I, it takes me two minutes to read my scripture. So that's 10 minutes now. Um, and I preached, gave him back the mic. I've never had that experience since. But when you're prophetic, uh, sometimes... The Spirit of God will lead you to uh, speak prophetically, and um, sometimes you just lose yourself in the anointing, and um, time just kind, kind of, kind of leave, leaves you. But um, uh, Pastor Shola did an excellent job uh, giving us time this week, even though we kept going over in some cases. But we had a great, great time. So thank you so much, Pastor, for doing a great job and being so kind. Uh, to us and myself and, and Dr. Francina, I really, really do appreciate it and um, all the hospitality. So uh, I've already uh, taken up seven minutes of my time. Uh, I have 32 minutes left, which is plenty of time for me to share with you um, what I want to share. Uh, this morning, I began to minister on God doing a new thing. And the reason why I, I shared that particular verse of Scripture uh, is because one of the functions of prophets and prophetic ministry is to declare the new thing that God wants to do in a person's life, in a city, in a region, in a territory. The scripture says God does nothing, but that he first reveals it to his servants, the prophets. So prophets are very important ministries because they hear God especially when God wants to do something new. And when God wants to do something new, he has a prophetic voice to declare it, to speak it. And it's important, therefore, that we, as the people of God, continually hear what God is saying concerning our lives. Because I believe that one of the worst things that can happen to an individual is that they get stuck in the old and never move into the new. Jesus said it like this. You cannot put new wine in an old wineskin. There were many people during the days of Christ that could not enter into the new thing that God was about to do because they had an old wineskin, an old mentality. And really, when you think of the day of Pentecost, uh, how, how, how new that was, when the prophecy of Joel came to pass, when God said, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters would prophesy. God was breaking down the wall between male and female. In the old covenant, men were the priests and men were the kings and men were the prophets and, and men were the judges. You had several women that rose to prominence. Uh, you have Deborah, who was a prophetess and a judge, but it was very seldom that you saw women rising in the nation. 
But now God says, I'm going to do something new. I'm going to cause the sons and daughters to prophesy. It was really a, a liberating time for women because not only would God anoint men to prophesy, he would anoint women to prophesy. And then he said, I'm going to cause the servants and the handmaidens to prophesy. And when you read that in the King James Version, you don't get the fullness of what he's saying because a servant in that particular day was considered to be a slave. And so what God was saying was that no matter what your economic status, no matter what your status in life is, even if you are a servant, a handmaiden, a slave, even if you're in the lower, lower strata of society, you're also going to be able to prophesy. And then he said, the, the young men shall see visions and the old men shall dream dreams. So it made no difference whether you were young or old. God was breaking down the barrier even between the young and the old and opening up the prophetic realm to not only male and female, not only high and low class in society, not only those individuals who would be looked at as unworthy to prophesy, not only the young and the old, God would open up this prophetic realm to every individual. And that was something that was so new because for 1500 years from, from Moses to Christ for 1500 years, it was generally the same pattern. But when Jesus came and poured out the spirit of God, it was something so new until the old system could not understand it. And this is why when you read the book of Acts, you find the old system persecuting the new system. You find this new church, this new group of people that God is raising up being persecuted by the old system because sometimes the old system has a hard time embracing the new. They have a hard time transitioning. They have a hard time changing because they're so used to the old. But God is the God of a new thing. And God wants to do something new in your life. And tragically, there are many people that never move from the old into the new. They never transition. They never shift. And a part of the prophet's responsibility is to declare the new thing that God is doing. And when they speak, they prepare the people for the new thing. They help the people move into the new thing. Because God is the God of a new thing. God wants to do something new in your life. Now, I've been in ministry now for 43 years. I began preaching in 1979. I got saved in 1978. Uh, I was ordained in 1981. And since that time, God has consistently done some new things in my life. But when I got around the prophetic, God really began to accelerate new things in my life. As I got around people uh, that prophesied, God would often speak to me concerning new things in my ministry, my business, my finances, uh, my vision. Much of what I'm doing today was prophesied years ago. Even before I did it, it was prophesied. I remember uh, I was in a, a Bible study uh, many, many years ago. I never, I didn't have a passport. I never traveled to any nation. And in that particular Bible study, two of the intercessors, uh, they, they began to pray 
and they fell and they grabbed my feet and they began to prophesy over my feet. And they said, the Lord said that you're going to go to many nations. At that time, I didn't have a passport, had never been to another nation. And so I heard the word. I didn't know how it was, it was going to happen because I didn't know anyone in a different nation. But that word released something in my life. And so interesting enough, the first nation I went to uh, in 1989 was the nation of Nigeria. I preached in Lagos. I preached in Benin City. I went north. I preached in Kaduna. That was the first trip I ever took overseas. Uh, what a nation to go into for the first time, Nigeria. And then I began to go to all these different places. And, it's, and I've been to 85 nations now. But I began to go to places that I didn't even know uh, was on the map. God began to open doors to unusual places in Europe, Eastern Europe, Russia, uh, Ukraine, Belarus, Latvia, um, um, uh, Kazakhstan, Russian-speaking nations. I began to preach in Muslim nations, uh, Jordan, Yemen, uh, Kuwait, um, different places in the Middle East. I began to go to China, the Philippines, Korea. I began to go all over Africa. I've probably been to Africa more than 50 times. Egypt, Sudan, uh, Ethiopia, Kenya, Uganda, Tanzania, uh, Botswana, Zambia, Zimbabwe, South Africa, Nigeria, Ghana, Madagascar, Malawi. I mean, God began to open these nations to me, but it all began with one prophetic word in a, in a Bible study. That, that released something in my life that caused me. Now, I'm from the south side of Chicago. And um, usually preachers from the south side of Chicago don't go to all of these different places. Unusual places. I didn't even know were, were on the map. In the South Pacific, the Solomon Islands, Vanuatu, New Zealand, Australia. All these places are, are around the world that I began to go to. But it all began with a prophetic word. God wanted to do something new in my life. And a prophetic word was released over my feet. And um, it opened up the whole world to me. And I began to travel to these different places and, and I began to prophesy. I remember prophesying uh, in South Korea. I went to a Bible school in South Korea and there were 800 students and they asked me to prophesy over every student. I had one person with me and we preached morning, afternoon, night and midnight. They had me preaching four times a day. Then they had me prophesying over every student. And so I'm prophesying, I'm prophesying. It took, I believe, four days to prophesy over 800 students. And by the time I finished, uh, I lost my voice because I didn't have a team with me. Uh, I learned my lesson. So in 1999, I went to Ethiopia and we had 5,000 pastors and I wanted every one of those pastors to receive a prophetic word. But this time I had 50 prophetic people with me from America, 50 our prophetic people that we trained in Ethiopia. We had a hundred people prophesying and we prophesied to 5,000 pastors in four days. Many of them had never received a prophetic word, but I learned that because after four days of prophesying in Korea, when they came to pick me up, they said, before you leave, we want you prophesy us again. And I said, you do not want to hear the word that's going to come out of my mouth. I am tired. 
I am going home. And they, 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 they made me so tired that I didn't go back to Korea for 10 years. Uh, but, but I found out as I went to the nations that people wanted to hear the voice of God. And I found out that all the training uh, in the prophetic that God had given me years and years, I could, I could release it unto multitudes of people and decree the word of the Lord that would change the lives of individuals. So I know the importance of the prophetic word, not just uh, in my life, but in the lives of people. So during this particular conference this week, uh, we had personal prophecy. We had about five people that were prophesying um, and ministering, I believe, to about 200 people. And um, the Lord really taught me about raising up prophetic teams and, and raising up sons and daughters and activating them uh, in the prophetic and, um, and really releasing the word of the Lord. But this is why the prophetic word is so important uh, when it comes to doing a new thing. I want to read this verse to you. Um, as I go on in this message, it's Isaiah 43 and 19. It says, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And so God tells us in this verse that when he does a new thing in your life, it is often during a time when you feel as if you're in the wilderness. A time when you feel as if you're in the desert. The wilderness and the desert represent barrenness. It represents no productivity. It represents dryness. When you're in a season when it looks like nothing is being produced. Nothing is, is growing. And God says, I'm going to release a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I'm going to release a river in your life that will cause your unproductive areas to begin to produce. I'm going to, I'm going to release a river in your life that will cause areas where you have been barren to begin to bring forth. I'm going to cause you to blossom and grow in areas where you've not blossomed and you've not grown. And there are many people, at times you feel as if you're living in a dry place. You feel as if nothing is growing in your life. You feel as if there is no productivity in your life, whether it's your business your finances, your ministry, your career, your family. You feel as if you're in a, a wilderness area. And God says, I want to do something new. I want to do something. I want to break that from your life. And I want to make a way for you in the wilderness. And I want to release rivers in your, in your desert. And so when the prophetic word comes, what it often does, it releases a way and it releases rivers into your life. It breaks off of you barrenness, unproductivity. It breaks, it breaks off of you dryness. It breaks off of you that feeling as if I'm going nowhere. I don't know my way. I don't know how I'm going to come out of this dry season. 
God wants to do something new in your life. And so I'm here to decree and declare that your wilderness season is coming to an end. I'm here to decree and declare that God is about to make a way in this season of your life. If you felt dryness and all of us have experienced certain areas where it looks like nothing is moving, nothing is growing, nothing is blossoming. There's no productivity. There's no prosperity. There's no abundance. When I woke up this morning, the Lord began to give me uh, some verses that I decree almost every day of my life, they're found in the book of Psalms. Psalms 1 says that you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. In other words, you'll not live in a dry desert place and that you'll bring forth your fruit in your season and whatever you do will prosper. I decree that whatever you do will prosper. And then Psalms chapter 35, where it says God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant, that God is going to be pleased when you prosper. And then Psalms chapter 37, where it says that God will, will cause you to have prosperity in the midst of famine, that you will not have drought, you will not have famine in your life. And then Psalms 66, where God says, I'm going to bring you into a wealthy place. I I decree and prophesy that you're coming into a wealthy place. You're coming into a prosperous place. And then Psalms 92, which says that you will be fat and flourishing. You will flourish like the palm tree. And then Psalms 112, which says that wealth and riches will be in my house. And then Psalms 115, which says you will increase more and more, you and your children. And then Psalms 118, that God would send prosperity now. God is releasing his word upon his people and the prophets are rising up in different nations and they're decreeing what thus saith the Lord and when that word comes it's going to be like it was in the days of Elijah when there was no rain for three years but when the prophet began to pray he said I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. There's rain coming to your dry places and I prophesy and decree that your dry season is coming to an end. Your drought is over, says the Lord. And I'm sending new rain upon your life. I decree rain, 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 rain to fall upon you and every area of your life. Come on, if you believe it, put those hands together and begin to thank God for it. A new release of rain. God has given me an assignment to break drought in the lives of his people. God has given me an assignment and put a word in my mouth that when I prophesy, the dry season is coming to an end. And no matter how bad it's looked, no matter how dry it's been, no matter whether you've been in a, in a cold place in the desert, in a hot place in the desert, I, I never really knew about the desert until I preached in Sudan. I was in Sudan in, I believe, July one year, and it was 120 degrees, and I was preaching in a building with no air conditioning and no windows, and I, I was sweating so much until all they had to drink were these Coca-Colas, these cold Coca-Colas, and I'm, I'm 
drinking these Coca-Colas down and, I, and they're loaded with caffeine. And so I got so jacked up on caffeine, I started prophesying to everybody in the building. I started giving you the word and you the word and you the word and you the word. So if you really want me to prophesy, just give me three Coca-Colas and I'll prophesy all day. But I, I never knew that kind of heat. And then I was preaching in the nation of Kuwait and I didn't know that there's cold in the desert. When it gets at night in the desert, it gets very cold. And I'm from Chicago and Chicago is known for its cold weather, but I never experienced desert cold. It was a different kind of cold. And when it came, it, I felt cold going into my bones. I, I, I never felt that until I got into desert cold. So sometimes in the desert, it's hot during the day, but it's cold at night. And I'm going to let you know your dry season and your cold season is coming to an end. You will not be cold in the desert. You'll not be dry in the desert. You'll not overheat in the desert. But God is releasing water into your life. He's releasing rivers into your life. He's releasing new streams into your life. And you, I prophesy that you will not live in a desert place. You'll not live in a dry place. Your dry season is coming to an end. Thank you, Father. Stand to your feet. I, I feel the anointing to prophesy now. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Say, no dry season in my life. No desert heat will overwhelm me. No desert cold will overwhelm me. I will not be barren. I will not be dry. I will be productive. I will blossom. I will grow. I will increase. I will prosper because my God is doing a new thing in my life. He's releasing streams and rivers in every dry place. Every dry place. And as you stand here today, I want you to think of any dry place in your life. Is it your prayer life? Is it your worship life? Is it your Bible study? Is it your finances? Is it your business? Is it your relationship? Is it your ministry? Is it your finances? Is it your career? Whatever it is, I want you to get ready. For God is about to release a new river. I said, God is about to release a new river. And I prophesy to every dry place in this building. Everyone who's felt that they've been in a dry season where nothing seems to grow in my life. I prophesy to you that God is about to do a new thing. A new river is coming into your life. A new flow of the Holy Ghost is about to hit your life. 
And the Lord says, you'll not be dry, but you'll be those that have been watered. And the Lord said, I'm causing you to become like the garden of the Lord. The Lord said, instead of a desert, I make you a garden. I begin to cause things to grow. And the Lord said, things will grow that are beautiful. Things will grow that are prosperous. Things will grow in your life, says the Lord. For the Lord said, even as I gather you together to worship me and to praise me, I've come to do a new thing in this church, in the lives of God's people. And even after this pandemic, and even after the world seemed to shut down, the Lord says, I will do a new thing in my church. I'll do a new thing in my house. I'll do a new thing among the prayer warriors and the intercessors. I'll do a new thing in the worship teams. I'll do a new thing in the pulpits. I'll do a new thing in the prayer ministry. I'll do a new thing in the children's ministry, in the youth ministry. I'll do a new thing in your business, says the Lord. I'll do a new thing in your finances, says the Lord. I'll do a new thing in your career, in your future, says the Lord. I'm coming to water you. I'm coming to refresh you. I'm coming to give you new life, says God. I'm coming to cause my river to flow in your life, says the Lord. I'm coming to give you new drink. You're going to drink again. You're going to be refreshed again. You're going to grow again. You're going to increase again. You're going to break out again. You're going to multiply again. You're going to abound again. There's abundance coming to you. The dry season is over. The desert time is over. The cold is leaving you. The heat is leaving you. I send a new river. I send new water. I send new springs upon your life. Oh, so lift those hands and receive the new thing that I do for you. You'll not be the same. There'll be a change in your life, says God. There'll be a change in your life, says God. There'll be a change in your life, says God. You'll be like Eden, the garden of the Lord. The garden of the Lord. I'll make you my new garden. I'll make you my new garden. And my beauty shall return to your life. My beauty shall return to you. And new things will grow that have never grown before. New things will spring up that you've never seen before. And you'll say, where did this come from? This is something new. It comes from me, says the Lord. And new things I will do. For my river, my river is coming unto you. It's the river of God, the river of God that's flowing, is flowing into your life. My river is flowing 
is flowing into your life. My river is flowing, is flowing into your life. And things that were dead, they will come alive again. And things that were old, they'll spring up again. your hands and receive what I release unto you. I give it unto you. It's flowing unto you. This river, it will bring new joy. It will bring new praise. It'll bring new dancing. Celebrate, it will bring new joy, it will bring new praise, it will bring new dancing, and you will celebrate, it will bring new joy, it will bring new praise. take you out of the old season and I bring you into a new season. 
The Lord said, the seasons are changing for you. And I cause this season to be a season of new prosperity. New abundance shall be your portion. For I've come to water your ground. I've come to water your dry places. I've come to water your desert places, says the Lord. I've come to water my people. And you will see abundance and prosperity that you've never seen before. And everything you touch will grow. It will grow. It will grow. Because of my river. Because of my stream. Because of what I release unto you says the Lord. So get ready to receive what I release unto you. Get ready to receive that which is brand new. Get ready to grow abundantly. And get ready to receive increase in the days to come. You'll say, my God, has brought water into my life. My God has caused me to live again, to grow again, to increase again, to blossom again, to have abundance again. And I will praise my God for the great things he's done in my life. And so Lord, I thank you for Jesus' house. And everyone that is here today that heard the words of my mouth. Lord, you're not a man that you should lie. You're not the son of man that you should repent. If you said it, it will come to pass. Lord, I thank you for the things that you've spoken to us today. The things that you're doing in Jesus' house. And in your church around the world. And let even the dry places in the United Kingdom receive water. Those places where the church has not been able to grow. Let the river of God come into this nation. Let the river of God flow in the United Kingdom. And let every city receive a visitation, an outpouring, a revival anointing that will cause dead things to come alive again. And those who have been praying for revival, let them see revival hit this nation. Let them see revival come to this nation. And let them see growth in the church. And let there be an explosion of new souls into the kingdom. And let that dry season come to an end in the United Kingdom. And let it be a season of new things for this nation. New things for the church. Lord, we lift our voice to you. And we thank you today. We give you praise. We give you glory and we give you honor. Hallelujah. And we believe you. Say it with me. I'm, I'm finished. Say, Lord, I believe and I receive the new thing you're doing in my life. Thank you, Lord, for causing your river to flow in every dry place of my life. I will prosper 
I will bring forth abundantly in the days to come. Now quickly, I have, I have about three minutes. Those who feel as if you've been in a real dry season, come up here quickly. Come up here quickly. You've been in a real dry season in your life. Come up here quickly. We've already declared it, but come up here quickly. I want to speak over your life and bless you. Just come up here and stand. Lift your hands to the Lord because this word is coming on your life. This word is coming concerning your career, concerning your finances, concerning your ministry, concerning your business. Come on, stand. Come and stand quickly, quickly. Lift those hands up and I pray and prophesy water, water, rivers, rivers are about to flow in your life. Places that have been dry, you'll be dry no more. I decree that a new day is coming for you and this is a new season for you and this is a new day for you. And when the prophets prophesy, things will change and things will shift over your life. The Lord is sending his word and delivering you and releasing you into a new grace, into a new place of prosperity. I prophesy Isaiah 43 and 19 over you that your dry places will be dry no longer. Your desert places will be dry no longer. That God is coming to water your ground and to water your ministry and to water your business and to water your relationships and to water everything that concerns you. I speak. Come on, lift those hands up. I speak and I prophesy and I decree new things over your life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Mm. The Lord says the struggle is over. Mm. That season ends and a new season begins. Beginning this day for the next six months as you go into a new year, the Lord said get ready to receive new things. The Lord said, you'll not go into 2023 the way you came into 2022. But you're going to go into 2023 with a new, a newness upon your life, a freshness upon your life. I'm going to, I'm going to satisfy your thirst. I'm going to pour water in your thirst, says the Lord. And you'll not be dry, but you'll have abundance. You'll have an overflow. And I hear the Lord says, I anoint your head with oil and I cause your cup to run over. Running over. This will be the season of running over for you. This will be the season in which you'll run over. You'll have more than enough. I'll fill you up and I'll cause your cup to run over. So get ready for the next next six months. Running over, running over, running over, running over, running over. I speak it into your life. Oh, come on, put those hands together. Begin to thank God for it. Begin to receive it today in the name. Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. I've been prophesying that lately, running over, overflow, overwhelming, overturning, overpouring. God is the God of the over. I say God is the God of the over. There's an overabundance coming to your life. There's an overflow coming to your life. Things that are overdue are going to come into your life. What is overdue is going to come into your life even now. I pronounce over. You'll be over and not under. You'll leap over walls. You'll run over. You'll cross over. You'll move over. 
into a new place. Lift those hands one more time. I decree over, 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 over in your life. I prophesy it and I speak it in your life. Now you watch, you believe God. Believe his prophets and you will prosper. I said believe his prophets and you will prosper. The word over is over your life. And God even says, finally, God says that old season is over. It's 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 over. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I bless you. Come on, clap one more time and thank the Lord. I'm finished.